We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now, an ad from Dad. All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is the Gator Nation Football Podcast, powered by Campus Insiders, with your hosts, Alan Williams and James DiVirgilio. This place is an insane asylum in the swamp! Oh, my! Now we know we're just a bunch of average stiffs. Welcome back, Gator Nation, to episode 2.5 of the podcast. My name is Alan Williams, right here next to James DiVirgilio. We're dropping you this special little podcast because we got a chance to talk to Stuart Mandel, one of my favorite national college football writers. Been following him for a long time, both at Sports Illustrated and now at Fox Sports. And I love his thoughts on the game as a whole. Really interesting guy to talk to you. So we couldn't resist the chance to bring him on to talk about this weekend's games. It's so many good games this weekend, and so we're going to have a conversation with Stuart about the Gators, what he thinks about the Gators. Uh, play- Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. little word association game with him where we kind of give him a, uh, a name and, and see what he says with it. And then finally we end with making some picks uh, with the biggest games of the week. Alan, myself, and then Stuart. So we'll kind of tap him up and see who does better uh, when the dust settles on Tuesday. All right, well, let's get to it. Excited to welcome to the program Stuart Mandel, a Fox Sports College football insider and co-host of the uber-popular podcast, The Audible which can be found on foxsports.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever else podcasts are found. Stuart, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, let's jump in. And, you know, as a national sports writer, I'm really interested in your take on how you feel about the Gators and Jim McElwain, kind of where they're at right now as a program. Give us your thoughts. You know, 
it's interesting because last season was, as you know, a tale of two seasons. And for half the season, it looked like Jim McElwain had performed some sort of miracle turnaround uh, and turned them into a national title contender overnight. And then the second half of the season, um, you know, if that had been the whole season, they might have gone four and eight. So, um, you know, obviously the reality is somewhere in between. And I think they are heading in the right direction. And I hope that people there realize that if they don't win 10 games again this year, it doesn't mean that the program is heading in the wrong direction. I just think that that record last season was a little bit deceiving, as we found out down the stretch. In general, uh, you know, what this program needed most was a, an injection of offense, basically. And I think Luke Del Rio will be um, a nice addition at quarterback. And I'm excited to see him, and I'm excited to see those young running backs and, and just in general what he's able to do with this team. So do you see them uh, about eight or nine wins? What's your thought for them? Like, you don't think they'll quite get to that 10-win mark? I believe I picked them to go eight and four. Um, I had Tennessee winning the division, but it's a, you know, it, honestly, I have more faith in Jim McElwain as head coach right now than I do Bush Jones. It's just that they, it, it's hard to pick against Tennessee with everything they have coming back, all the talent that they have. Um, so it wouldn't entirely surprise me if, if Florida won. They're really the only other team I could see winning it because I don't. I think Georgia might have a bit of a rough uh, first season under Kirby Smart because it's just such a um, such a huge culture change from 15 years of Mark Rick. So, you know, I expect it to be a race between Tennessee and Florida. Obviously, that early season game will possibly swing it in a big direction. So you led right into our next question, then almost already answered it. So so well done. But the hype on Tennessee right now is seemingly out of control. And obviously, if you're a Gator, you know, we've been handing it to them for better than a decade, and it's hard to believe, even though they have all the talent, that they will actually turn the corner. Um, the national media seems to be buying in. You don't necessarily seem to be buying in since you're indicating that Butch Jones hasn't gotten over the hump. But do you think that Tennessee is good enough to win a national title, uh, as some of the Tennessee fans think they maybe are? I've noticed that the Tennessee fans get very defensive. If you dare say, I mean, I'd take them to go 10-2 and two and win the division. That would be a great season. And yet I'm still seen as a Tennessee hater for some reason. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're capable of winning the SEC. You, know, you tend to, you're, you're inclined to believe that the champion will come out of the West. Because uh, I just think that, you know, Alabama and LSU, and maybe even Texas A&M, who I'm high on, um, are better than Tennessee. But, I mean, just look at the lineup top to bottom. Um, they've got just studs along the defensive line at linebacker, offensive line. Really the only position, well, first of all, I'm not a huge Josh Dobbs believer. I think he's serviceable. Uh, I think he, he's good enough to, to win the division, certainly. Um, you know, receivers. You don't really have big-time receivers that jump out at you, but they do have two great running backs. You know, down the second half of the season last year, you know, they played at, an, at, an, at a, certainly a division, if not conference championship level, and obviously – I think your perception of Tennessee, or your opinion of Tennessee, basically comes down to those four early losses last year. They lost at the last second. If you look at that as a sign that they're a better team than their record, because that's certainly what the analytics indicate, or do you just look at that as a sign that they choke a lot? And I guess I'm somewhere in between. I do think they were better than their record last season, but there is something to having that experience of winning big games. It's hard to go from losing all of the close games to winning all of them. That's why I do think they'll trip up a couple of times. And it may be that they knock off Alabama in mid-October or knock off Florida and then lose to somebody they have no business losing to. So if you had to rank 
where Florida was in terms of national prominence and prestige on a scale of one to you know 128. Where would you put them and why? Are you talking about like their ranking for this season? No, just in prominence in in brand influence, oh, well, right? No, they're still uh, you know back at SI I did this column uh, dividing the, the programs into four tiers and kings, barons, and so on, and they're certainly one of the kings. They are not that far removed from two national championships in three years. Um, you know, they are, they are one of the best brand names in college football. Has it taken a bit of a, uh, they've taken a bit of a step back recently? Certainly, you know, the Will Muschamp era was a disaster. And, um, you know, we went from 2008, 2009, when, when I really thought if Urban Meyer, you know, I had no reason to believe Urban Meyer wasn't going to stay there for a long time. I did think Nick Saban would stay at Alabama, and I thought, you know, this is going to be the rivalry in the SEC for years to come. Obviously, Alabama held up that end of the bargain, and Florida did not. But as long as you've got that brand, you've got the national championships, you've got the location, the resources, they're always going to be in the mix. Um, they always recruit very well. So I'm not too worried about that long term, even if this turns out to be the kind of 8-4 and four season that I predict. All right, Stuart, let's put a little word association. We're going to say someone's name or something and then just say the first thing that pops into your mind you ready mm -hmm. all right jim harbaugh annoying gator chomp also annoying <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll go three for three here uh steve spurrier i can do that in one word huh that's tough uh icon all right how about your alma mater northwestern Uh, one word for Northwestern, um, overachievers. Mm. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Do I bring back the word from the beginning? <laughs> you can. Uh, I mean, it just depends on talk about Tim Tebow today, the baseball aspirant, or Tim Tebow. As, as Tim Tebow as a college player, the one word would be legend. Tim Tebow today, yes, yeah, so annoying. <laughs> Nick Saban. Uh, I, I want to use two. Does the count as a word? Because I would say the boss. <laughs> no, that's good. That's that works. good. All right. How about paying student athletes? Complicated. That's good. That's what I was thinking as well. Well, we we have this, you know, national pundit here. I think we'd be remiss, Stuart, if we didn't ask you to participate in a little round of picking this weekend's games. There's a ton of huge games, and so we'll just roll through it real quick. Love to hear your pick and maybe a quick thought. And we're sticking mostly to the SEC here, but how about this first one, Georgia at North Carolina? I've got North Carolina. Like I said earlier, I think Georgia might take a step back this year. I don't think they have the bodies up front on both sides that they normally do. And then they're going to, even though they did say Grayson Lambert, or it's reported that Grayson Lambert's going to start, I think we all realize Jacob Eason will play most of the game. And that's, you know, a good long-term thing to do, but it's unrealistic that a true freshman would come in and play extremely well against the team that won 11 games last season. I'm with you there. I've got North Carolina as well. Yeah, I would agree. I think Georgia's going to stumble a little bit out of the gate. I think they're in for a little bit of a humbling process. So that's that's three of us with an upset out of the gate. All right, let's go to the second game. How about LSU and Wisconsin at Lambeau Field? I mean, even though it's being played in Wisconsin, I think it's pretty one-sided. Um, Wisconsin doesn't have a Melvin Gordon this year. They don't have that, you know, breakaway guy. Obviously, LSU does. And, you know, when Wisconsin, Wisconsin's a team that has, uh, when they win, 
10 games a year like they often do. The teams they beat tend to be the ones they can dominate physically because that style they play. LSU is a team they cannot dominate physically. I think LSU wins it pretty handily. Agreed. Could be close for a while. It's one of those slow starting games, but I've got LSU as well. Agreed. I think they just overpower them. It's strength versus strength. I think we've seen this play out before. All right, a little bit of a funky game. Oklahoma at Houston. I know your colleague Bruce Feldman is high on Houston like me. What about you? Yeah, he has spent eight months hyping up Houston. There's no question about that. And they are. They're good. But are they good enough to beat a team that went to the playoff last year uh, and, and is trying to get back there this year? I don't think so. I think Greg Ward is, is fantastic, and he will give the Oklahoma defense problems. But at the end of the day, Baker Mayfield, Maje P. Ryan, Joe Mixon, some good receivers, and now it's the second year in Lincoln Riley's system. That Oklahoma offense is going to be really good this year if they win this game. Uh, I think I predicted them to win by 11. Yeah, should should be the case. Fun fun opener for Oklahoma, though, going to Houston. So kudos to them for putting that on the schedule. Well, I'm, I'm with Bruce. I don't know. I'm just feeling Houston this year. It feels like they're going to swing this one. I, they could get blown out, I know, but – um, I'm liking Houston. Okay, the big one maybe, Alabama, USC, and Dallas. You know, it's the big one because of, with, you know, those names on the jerseys, but uh, I guess in Alabama's case, no names. Huh? Um, <laughs> but actually, in both their cases, no names. Can we go back and take that out? <laughs> uh, okay, because of the glamour of those programs, it's a big game. But let's be honest, it's probably going to be pretty one-sided. And if it's not, it's because Alabama and all that inexperience on offense is, is a bigger problem than we realize. But, you know, I tend to give Lane Kiffin at this point the benefit of the doubt. He'll have a nice plan ready. And defensively, they're just going to – Alabama's just going to dominate. You know, they, they – this is the best – should be the best defense in college football again. And USC, just not there yet. You know, there's some skilled players. There's a Dory Jackson, Juju Smith-Schuster. But top to bottom, not at Alabama's level. Yeah, this is just not a game that Alabama loses historically and or this year, I feel like, as well. Yeah, that seems like they show up in this first week and just crush everybody. They seem so much better prepared. I think it's going to be the same thing. Okay, how about Ole Miss, Florida State, odd game in Orlando? I'm very high on Florida State. I picked them to win the national title, so obviously I'm picking them to win this game. I think DeAndre Francois comes out and plays well. He doesn't have the Jameis Winston-type debut. Um, Ole Miss has a good quarterback in Chad Kelly and certainly has recruited well. I just think they're going to take a big step back on defense this season, and that is bad news when you're about to play Dalvin Cook because they have a huge night. Yeah, I, I hate picking Florida State. We did it on our preseason show, and I'm doing it again now, but uh, I think this is a game that Florida State should win unless they have major quarterback issues, which is always a possibility in these openers. Yeah, yeah like- I mean, he could come out and throw a couple of interceptions and, and put them in trouble uh, for sure, but uh, you know, this is a team that has really all the pieces around him that should make it easy for a redshirt freshman quarterback to come in and play well. Yeah, uh, maybe one more. How about Auburn-Clemson? Any chance Auburn has in this game? Well, they – no. <laughs> I mean, they are playing at home at night, and that helps. I think the, the problem there is uh, Auburn's strength is going to be defense. I actually think they'll be very good on defense, but – you know, Clemson's got Deshaun Watson and 800 other guys on offense, so I don't think that's going to help. And then Auburn just doesn't have the offense to take advantage of the Clemson defense. Clemson could take a big step back on defense this year. I just haven't seen anything from Sean White or the running backs that are coming back for Auburn. I believe that they could pull that off. 
Yeah, it could be an arena league style football game, but if it's that case, it's really hard to find a storyline where Auburn wins that game. Well, Stuart, that's all the time we got with you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, guys, check out The Audible with Stuart and Bruce Feldman. It's the best na- national college football podcast out there. I think I really enjoy it. Check it out. You can find him on Twitter at SL Mandel. Thanks so much, Stuart. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate the support for The Audible. And that's a wrap for episode 2.5. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. As always, best way to follow the show, if you have an iPhone, it is on iTunes. Subscribe to the show that way. And if you have a Droid like myself, you're a Samsung Galaxy user, it's Stitcher or any other place you want to download a podcast from. Subscribe. You'll make sure you never miss an edition or a special edition like this one. Lastly, drop us a like on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is sort of a little bit of a devil these days with how their algorithm works, spreading the show to others. But uh, it's very helpful if you drop a like on the site, Gator Nation Football Podcast. We look forward to being back with you next Tuesday to digest all of the opening week action. If you're in the state of Florida and you're near this tropical storm slash hurricane, of course, be safe, stay dry, and we'll see you Tuesday. See you next week. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.